For those of you who have lost money, like millions overnight. For those of you who are or have been in personal debt. For those of you who have been at rock bottom, ready to give up. Get ready because it's gonna get a whole lot worse. And that's a great thing. This is Below Zero to Hero, a brain dump by The Fail Coach, helping entrepreneurs develop a healthy relationship with failure. Look, failure can't be feared. It's the number one killer of creativity, ideas, dreams, and even entrepreneurs themselves. And it's thought will never get in your way again. With the right mindset, failure can be step one into a new journey of being a better leader, having better balance, better relationships, and most importantly, success. So bring it on. This is Below Zero to Hero with The Fail Coach. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Dumb by The Fail Coach. Uh, it, this doesn't happen many times, but we have, again, with us, Amber Leanne Drake, uh, because I want, if you guys remember, her episode was episode 42, and we briefly, well, she briefly mentioned human design, and it was something completely new for me, and after we uh, did the episode, I went online, and I checked it up a little bit, but then I was so confused, because I haven't found any real good explanation, and that's why I decided to do something extra special. And so I invited Amber back. We'll go first into introduction to the whole human design, what it is and so on. But then I gave her all my information and we will do a, a live reading here on the podcast with my, me asking questions at the end. And so you can experience human design uh, in all its glory in this episode. Uh, well, uh, this is, was quite a monologue. So Amber, uh, welcome back. It, it's great to have you back, to, uh, to have you as a guest. Um, and yes, please introduce us to uh, human design. Ah, oh, I'm so excited. So if you didn't catch um, that episode that I was in um, before I did, I mentioned that I was on this self-love journey, figuring out kind of who I was and that for me, human design really opened up um, my just understanding of myself. And through that, I was able to really see myself for who I was. Um, and that allowed me to to fall even deeper um, in love with me and with who I was and what I was meant to be doing um, on the, you know, on the earth. And so human design is, it's a tool. It's a tool for seeing ourselves very clearly and um, seeing what our strengths and our weaknesses are so that we can use them both to our advantage. In human design, there's no um, good or bad. There just is. Uh, there is what we are. And through that, we're able to really lean into our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, human design really, for me, helped me break out of burnout and frustration and overwhelm. Um, and it helps people break out of bitterness and anger and um, that like feeling like you just haven't, like there's something you're missing. Like there's almost something in your periphery, but you just can't like see it. It's like, it's almost there, but you can't grasp it. And there's something that you're just like missing in gaining that alignment and flow, especially as business owners that we really desire. Um, 
and and I have just seen working with people we you know we want to feel at home in our lives and we want to see ourselves for truly who we are instead of who we think we're supposed to be um, and human design really gives us um, an access to that and so it's a it's a logical system um, it is based on on astrology and the chakra system as well as quantum physics uh, your human design chart it's also called a body graph and um, the the creator of human design the founder of it is Ra Uruhu um, and he he got essentially from what I have read a download just a like a spiritual download of like write this down and he started writing and from all of the research I've done, I tend to be a very like analytical human being. Um, it's, there's just so much um, quantum physics and like just science, but it's a very mechanical, the way that our charts are set up. So it's based on um, where and when you're born. And for me, that's really interesting because I don't know if anyone here has done like the Enneagram or like the 16 personalities test. I, but did, I, I did this jotish thing once many years ago and then did you I, did yeah. you <laughs> yeah i did i did uh um and you know um i've heard the usual that my life will be amazing and i said well thank you i already know that <laughs> you're like hey thanks uh for uh, me those um for me those things they change so i you know i did i did the the um Enneagram, I've done it a few times now and I've gotten different numbers each time. And I'm like, this is very confusing for me when I'm trying to figure out who I am and it changes. <laughs> so it changes because I'm a little squirrely one day and like next week I'm feeling a little different. So like it changes too easily. But Amber, um, don't yeah. you think that that is correct? Because, you know, we as human beings, I just had this conversation yesterday with somebody uh, that we as human beings we constantly evolve or at least we should be constantly evolving and so with that we change our wise change who we are changes and and so on so don't you think that uh that you getting different numbers is just a reflection of you growing and you evolving yeah, oh, absolutely. But then you start deep diving into the Enneagram or like the 16 personalities. The 16 personalities has entire chapters and pages on what it should look like for you to be in a relationship and what your work should look like and like all these things. And then three years later, my, my entire personality changes. <laughs> I'm like, well, I got to start all over again. But human design <laughs> doesn't change. It okay. doesn't change. Your design never, ever changes. And for me, that's something that I can tap back into again and again. And that's what I kind of saw as a difference. Cause I was really frustrated with the, like, I, I kept getting different 16 personalities. I'm like, I'm the adventurer. I'm the like, whatever. And I'm like, I'm the nurturer. And I'm like, why do I like, have to keep changing career paths every couple of years? Um, but well, the human I, design, your design cannot change. Okay. Um, but how is human design? Because, you know, when I, um, I found, I don't know, one website. And the first thing I had to enter was uh, my birth, date, date of birth and, and the location and so on. And um, how is this then different than, you know, the regular astrology 
or Jotish or all these other things where they ask you for the same, same information, like uh, your date and the hour and the location. So do you have any uh, information uh, what differentiates uh, human design from other ways of looking into your stars and, and charts and numbers? Yeah, so it, it is similar to uh, astrology. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Jotish. I don't know what that, um, what that is. But as far as astrology, it, it is similar in the fact that it doesn't change based on when you were, when and where you were born. Um, because we know now that the moon and the stars and all of the astrological events that are happening in the world, they, they affect they affect us. Uh, what Ra found is that they affect us physiologically. Um, and so when we, it's, it's connected to the chakra system. Um, very similarly, um, there's the, the chakras and uh, what Ra found is there's actually nine centers and we are nine centered beings um, based on the centers that are in our body, which ones are open or closed. They, uh, um, defined or undefined is another way to put it, um, they, they physiologically lead our lives and how we should be decision-making. Um, when it all comes down to it, really, human design is a way of looking at how we should be moving through our lives, not so much like what we should be doing with our lives. Okay. I don't know that, it's a very slight differentiation. I know if you go and you look at like, like I said, the 16 personalities could tell you like what you should be doing, like as a, whatever, as a nurturer, these are the types of things that you would fit really well into. And human design is more about how you should be moving through your life and less exactly what you're meant to be doing. Okay. Okay. Well, if that um, answers your question a little bit, it's, yeah, um, yeah. it's a very complex system. And to be completely honest, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I 100% understand how the charts are, feel like it come together. Um, what Ra really says, I'm, you know, I'm, I've read his, the, the science of differentiation is his science, essentially. I'm reading his book right now. Um, he says to, to look at it as an experiment, to try it on and, and test it out and see how it feels to be living in your design. Um, and what I have found to be true with my clients and then as well my own personal life is a lot of that just frustration and like pent up energy that I don't understand has faded away and allowed me to really step into who I'm meant to be very effortlessly and that we're meant to be living a life that feels really good um, and we're not meant to be struggling and striving so much and as I tried it on as an experiment it came together so beautifully in the last few months for me that I'm just like test it out see if you like it if you don't then you can go back to whatever you were doing before. <laughs> you can go back to whatever yeah. you were doing before. Um, well, Amber, do you feel that we need more introduction here? Or maybe we can just jump into the whole reading and explanation. And I'm sure more questions will pop along the journey that you're going to yes. take on. Yeah, but you're for sure going to have more questions. I would love to read this quote from Ra Uruhu. He says, to be awake is really mundane. It's what we're supposed to be. It's not some high exalted state that we have to suffer to get to. That's nonsense. We just haven't had the education until now. It's easy to be awake. Live out your type, your strategy and authority for seven years and you'll be awake as Buddha. 
because he believes that it's all it's all physiological, it's all um, within our bodies, and and it takes seven years for our bodies to completely rebuild. Um, so being awake is really what he's here to like do, and so that's what I'm I'm a stand for is helping people step into their type and their authority. So I'm all for it. Let's just dive into this reading. Okay, perfect. I mean, um, I have to be honest, like um, I did a little bit of that research, but it made no sense. And then I reached out to you. And so after we agreed that uh, we're going to do this live, I wasn't researching anything. I wasn't uh, uh, getting any information. I really wanted to be as real and as raw as it can be. This is perfect then. So typically, um, like I told you, the way I do my readings, I send an audio recording so you can listen to it a few times. Um, and then we get on a call and we do an integration call together. So we're doing that all right now. Um, so you're getting like, you're getting like the, uh, the shotgun of it, of it right here. So any questions that you have, um, feel free if you if you feel like you need to ask it right then but then we can also just do a q a at the end uh if you want to kind of like take notes as we move through yes um, yes i already yeah. prepared a, a notebook so that i can take notes while Perfect. i listen to you and this is an introductory reading and so um i will not be getting into uh your incarnation cross i may touch a little bit on your profile we're not going to look at uh the squiggly lines that you see the red and the black um we're not going to look at, at that uh those are gates and channels and that is really really in depth into your design what we want to look at so that you're not over there like drowning is what we want to look at is just your vehicle that you're in and that's going to be your type your strategy and then like your your themes to your not self theme is um, you see that there is frustration that's um, for not self means that you're out of alignment with what you're meant to be. And am, then, am I supposed to be looking at some picture? No, you don't want you don't want to. You're just gonna listen oh, to okay. me. But if someone is if someone pulls up um, their their um, their chart or if you were to pull up your chart. Um, there's a lot about not self. And I just want to kind of do some defining before we dive in so that you're not like, what is she talking about? Okay. Not self okay. means that you are not in alignment. Um, and so what we really are looking at, and then we're going to look at those four, um, there's four arrows up above your head and we'll, we'll talk about those really briefly. Similar to if you were to get a brand new car and I handed you the keys to the car and I didn't tell you where the gas tank was or like how to adjust the steering wheel or like anything like that. And you just kind of had to get in and kind of like play with it. Um, we, I want to give you that. Like, I want to give, okay, here's how we, you know, you need the key, you need like the gas gate, you need to kind of know how to work it before you can sit down with the manual and read what all of the lights are about and all of those things. So we want to like just start with that so that you can actually start playing with and living in your, your design type. And then you are more than welcome to, we were able to get back together and we were able to look more deeply at like the, the gates and the channels and that kind of stuff. Um, but that would be after you've had a chance to really play with your design type. And I think that human design is something that it's beautiful and it's incredible, but it is a very deep and in-depth system and it can look really, really overwhelming. So we will start at your uh, head center. So the very, very top of your head and yours is open. It means it is undefined and um, defined an undefined uh, essentially means uh, an undefined center is open for conditioning. 
Uh, it's open to external pressure. And the head center is yours is open. Um, this is a place for inspiration, for mental pressure, for doubt, confusion, and questions. Because this is open for conditioning, this is really a good place for you to get taken out of your um, of yourself, taken out of alignment. So your not self theme with this open center would be um, thinking about things that don't matter. Um, essentially taking in information and starting to ponder things that just really aren't necessary to be thinking about, uh, which can really create these loops of thinking um, in patterns that don't actually matter, that aren't something that you're supposed to be figuring out. And so a really good question here to be asking yourself is, um, am I trying to answer other, others' questions, not my own, not things that are um, important to me in my life, but like everyone else's questions or everyone else's concern. And then your, if we move down, your Ajna center is defined. So this is a defined center. It means that it is a part of you. It is not um, open really for external um, conditioning. And so this is really a place for thoughts and answers and opinions and insights. Um, actually, I wanna back up to your head for just one second. Your head center being open, it really looks like um, in practice, it just kind of means that your inspiration comes from externally. It comes from outside of you. It comes from being in nature or um, listening to podcasts or, or Pinterest or whatever, like getting external um, inspiration. And you wouldn't sit down and you wouldn't sit down and just be creative within your own head. You would take outside inspiration to be creative um, just in like actual practice. And okay, then, no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So the Ajna Center um, is defined. So you have this open head center, it's taking in inspiration, and then your Ajna Center is defined. This is where your thoughts, your answers, opinions, conceptualization of ideas and insights like really come from. Um, and this is, uh, this is where we have, uh, we find decisive decision-making. Essentially, um, you are very focused. You see things and very, like, you are able to see the answer. Like, you're able to see really clearly defined in a, in a way that is a very, like, laser-focused. Your, your focus can be very um, one-track-minded. Um, and, and though one of the challenges with this being defined is you can get really wrapped up in conceptualizing the idea and overthink, essentially overthinking something that might have been pretty simple. Um, had you tuned into um, your, your authority and your design type. So I'm going to go through all of your centers and then we're going to look at your, your design type and your strategy and um, your authority. So if you're looking at a graph or if you've pulled up your graph while you're listening to this, do not worry about those just yet. Um, so this is, you know, people with defined Ajna centers are just always thinking. You're always processing. Um, your brain is kind of just always going. It's like churning around inside of that defined center. Um, then your throat center, your throat center is defined. So your throat center is, this is a place for community communication, manifestation, materialization, like contact with um, 
the exterior. This is an outlet for energy and for expression, for you know, speaking and, and doing, getting things done. Um, and because this is defined, this is a place that you have, um, you have power, you have an energy center there. And so um, you are not, we, we think that when we're speaking, we're expressing the thoughts of our mind, but what we're really communicating through the human design system is um, the other energy systems within our body that are, are defined. So if I look at your, your chart, um, you are, your throat is directly connected to your Ajna center. So you're, um, you essentially, when you communicate, are communicating from opinions and thoughts and ideas. Um, so you are more or less speaking from your, your thought center, not so much your mind center where the inspiration is happening, but from the conceptualization, your understanding of the inspiration that you've brought in through your open mind center. Um, so those with a, a defined throat center, you have a motor um, to, to be manifesting, to be speaking into existence. Um, one thing that I have found really powerful, I also have a defined throat center, is, is actually speaking out loud my desires. So um, instead of writing it down in a journal or having a vision board, verbally saying, I desire. I desire this, I desire that, or telling my, my partner, my husband, I'll tell him like, I really like this month, this is what I'm up to. Um, and actually speaking it out loud has a lot of power because I have that defined um, energy center in my throat. Um, and then moving down to this, um, if you're following along with your, with your chart, um, this yellow center in the middle of the G center, yours is defined. And so this is the space for for your identity. This is a space for love and for direction and yours is defined. And this is the place where um, essentially you just, you have a really um, deep understanding of who you are. So those with the defined G center have this fixed and reliable self identity and you have a very powerful sense of being loved and lovable. So you feel very secure in yourself. Um, it can feel sometimes like you're expecting other people to just um, go where they're going because you're going where you're going. You know where you're going, you know where you're headed, like you know what you're up to in the world. And it can be really confusing because there are people like me in the world who don't have this defined energy center. And we tend to be the chameleons of the world. We kind of mesh with um, anybody and everybody. And because we don't have that center defined, we can really kind of move through the world not knowing who we are. And that's okay. It's totally fine for us to not know who we're meant to be. But there are those like you who have this center defined who knows who you are. And it can be really confusing, especially in working relationships, um, when people aren't just going and doing what they're supposed to be doing because you're doing what you're up to and what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and so... If another person um, doesn't have this, this G-Center defined, it can really feel like they're floating and that can be confusing for you with this center defined. Um, with the center defined, succumbing to expectations imposed on you um, and can really feel um, overwhelming. It can, if you're in your not self theme, it can feel like um, ideas of conditioning, of love and, how that should look in your life can feel, uh, you can feel pressure there.
Da, 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 da. Then your heart center, your heart center, if you move down just a little bit uh, to the right is, is defined. This is your space for willpower, for ego, um, for self-worth, for drive in within the material world. Um, and yours is defined. So you have this energy center here. Um, and I actually want to bring up, I just sent, um, a really beautiful explanation of this to my husband also have, has the center defined. Um, but having this center defined, it means you have the drive and the willpower to get stuff done um, with consistency. So things that would be like putting a podcast out at the same time every week or, or exercising or working, things that you're meant to be doing um, consistently, you have the willpower to just um, keep at it and keep going and keep doing it. Um, and so let me read this to you really fast. It, this says that the best cure for a healthy heart is not fat-free margarine or cardio or exercise. It is to stop trying to manifest yourself in the way that you think you should be. Whether your ego center is defined or undefined, you have your inner authority that is perfectly designed to tell you exactly what is correct for you and what is not. Letting go of trying to figure out what your value is supposed to be and surrendering to your individual truth will ensure that you always have what you want. For those with a defined ego, you want you what you want and you deserve it. You don't have to fight for it. You simply have to, or take it from others. You simply have to be and ask and allow your heart to speak for you from a place of love. So that being connected to your G center, which is your space for love, really has, you have a really powerful um, flow here from ego to love, from ego to love. And the center being defined, um, sometimes if your ego <laughs> can take over and like that said, your desire to be what it is that you think you should be or what your ego wants you to be uh, can sometimes take over and cause that like pressure there in that center. And then moving back to your body graph. If we come on down, we will come down over here to your solar plexus center, which is completely open. So you have a completely open solar plexus center. Um, this this is your emotional center. This is where you are riding the waves of, um, of emotion and your solar plexus center is actually completely undefined. So let me pull this. This is your place for emotional nervous system, uh, moods, feelings, desires, passion. Um, and so your not self theme with this being open to conditioning is avoiding confrontation. So um, avoiding really seeing or feeling the truth can be something that takes you out of your, your theme and your alignment. Um, essentially, when you're, when a center is completely open like this, it means that it's not touching any gates. It's just completely kind of open on its own. It's like a window that has been thrown completely open, no um, filter on it whatsoever. It doesn't have a, a, a screen. It just is completely open for anything to come in and out of. Um, the emotional center being open is a very beautiful place for um, empath, like being an empath, feeling other people's feelings you feel other people's emotions uh, through this center and less your own emotions. So when you're in, uh, in a crowd or you're in a conversation with someone, you may feel feelings come up that you actually don't understand or that you don't recognize as your own. And it's because you're picking up on the emotional energy of those around you. And for those with a completely open um, sacral center, um, they, they, um, 
like I said, don't have a screen. Um, and you can find your energy really um, scattered and confusing because you're not understanding the energy that's coming through that center. Um, the way I explain the emotional center is it's kind of like catch and release, like these emotions that come in, you're, you're meant to look at them, to check them out, to see what they are. And then if they're not yours to handle or to take care of, um, it, to release it back into the wild, just like let it go. And sometimes it is yours to kind of handle something will come up or an event will happen that will cause you to have an emotional response. Um, but something, um, I'll give you a really good example of this again. I have a completely open emotional center here. My husband does not. And a lot of times I'll pick up on what he's got, what's happening with him and not know it. Um, and so the other day I was really frustrated out of the blue, absolutely no reason whatsoever. And I was just like, Rah! just like frustrated. And I was just, the thought popped into my head and I went in, I said, Hey, like, what are you feeling right now? Like, how are you feeling? And he was just like, Oh, I'm so frustrated with this thing at work and blah, blah, blah. And it like had just and I was like, oh, okay, this isn't mine to take care of. This is your emotion to handle and move through. So I'm just going to let it go, go back to my life <laughs> the way it was. And so I'm meant to really be kind of an investigator checking out like the, the emotions that come through. I'm not meant to be um, really living in my emotion. I'm supposed to just be checking it out and then letting them go. And so are you because you have that emotional center. Um, completely open. So we're sliding on down the graph. We're going to go down to the root center. Um, this is your place for drive, ambition, for stress, um, and adrenaline. So because it is defined, you have a really internal way of processing adrenaline and stress. So in an emergency situation, you would be really, really a powerful person to have around. You would be able to internalize that stress and, and um, utilize the energy of it as a, um, as a motor, essentially, to like get stuff done and to make it happen, um, where you're able to internally process it and handle stress in a really um, kind of healthy way um, internally. This also means that you have a drive. You have this drive to like do things and get things done. And when uh, you get lit up by something and you start going on it, you have this energy center to find it's in you. It's uh, this motor is going and you have access to that. Um, and so that means that you should make sure that you have um, really clear guidelines on, on how you use your energy. Because just because you have the energy to do something doesn't necessarily mean that you should be doing all of it. Um, having this defined can also be um, a little frustrating when or if you find yourself working with people who don't have it defined. Um, and us with defined root centers need to have patience and grace for people who don't have that rah, 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 go, go, get it done. Um, and we also need to have patience and grace for ourselves as we move through this, because sometimes we can push too hard and then burn ourselves out or take on too much. Um, and so having clear, um, you know, just timelines of how, things that need to actually be done, uh, like I said, just because it is, um, just because we have the energy to do it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to do it. Um, so yours is, again, it's defined, um, you, you tend to be with this being defined, you're going to tend to be like alert at all times and then comfortable with this kind of internal pressure to consistently be moving. And then we will slide, um, we'll slide all the way over to your spleen center, uh, which is that left arrow on the, um, on the left, that left triangle. 
And this is defined. This is a defined center. Um, this is a place for, for fear. This is our fear center. Um, and as well as our immune system and our intuition all lies here. Uh, because it's defined, it means that you have really, um, you're going to have a really powerful intuition, a really powerful um, tap into um, instinct. So you're going to get a, this is a non-verbal, <laughs> this is an emotional kind of center that shoots an emotion um, to you. Essentially, your spleen center will be like, fear, scared, and you'll get that, that you'll pick that up as an, as an instinct, as an intuition, or it'll be like, ooh, anxious, excited, like also very similar to the feelings of fear in our physiological body. Um, and that again is an instinct for you. Um, those with spleen centers, um, they're defined. Oftentimes they override um, their instincts or they override their, um, their feelings about their immune system. Um, and they, they miss when they are coming down with something or they're coming down with an illness. Um, so, or they overthink and they outthink their intuition system. Um, you have this intuition system and then you might have that feeling and then you take it up to your wonderfully defined Ajna center and you overthink it and you ponder it. Um, when that's really, it's there to be um, alerting you to snap judgment decisions. Um, it really is moment by moment awareness. Um, and then let's slide over to your sacral center. So this is your last center. It is defined. This is your space for, for vital energy. This is life force energy. This is a motor. This is like, this is the reason that you are um, a generator. This is your design type as a generator. Um, and it's, this is the reason why is because your motor is defined. You have constant availability to life force energy. Um, Essentially, you are a custodian of an enormous source of power. Um, the motor generates um, energy and it feels like a basically a constant just buzzing, a hum of energy that is constantly happening within your body. Um, the, for those with sacrals to find, you're meant to be doing work that lights you up, that excites you, that like really turns you on. Um, and the sacral is just, it's a very powerful response. The sacral feels, uh, like I said, the, the spleen has that split second um, energy of like fear or anxiety, like excitement. The sacral has a very like a guttural uh-huh or uh-uh. It's a uh-huh, excited, yes, do it, or an uh-uh, don't, stop, back away. Um, those with sacrals defined thrive on yes or no questions, especially um, because this is your authority. This is your authority center and this works out perfectly. I brought you back right to your authority center this is where you're meant to be making decisions from. As a generator, your type, you are here to be um, working. You're here to be, um, essentially, you're built for stamina, for consistent, constant energy and work. Um, and this defined center being here is, is your authority center. This is where you're meant to be making decisions. Um, and the sacral, like I said, has this very powerful response. Um, you are... Um, you hear, like I said, you hear um, the uh-huh or the uh-uh. Um, and so a really, really fabulous way to, um, to practice this is to actually ask or be asked yes or no questions and practice hearing the uh-uh and the uh-huh. Um, one of the hardest things for people with sacral definitions to do, do is accept that they're 
trustworthy response is just a mechanical response. And then to try to basically rationalize it, um, the response is so pure that it just bypasses awareness altogether. Generators often describe it as a life making a, a as life making a decision through them. And that's what happens. So life makes a decision just through your physical body. Um, and so your physical body says, uh-huh, or uh-uh to something. And that is your strategy. You're meant to be, um, or your authority, you're meant to be listening to that sacral yes and no. Um, so we'll play with that in a minute. I'm going to go over your, your vehicle here. So you have these centers, they're defined or undefined. Um, and there's the two spaces for you really to be aware of um, pulling you out of yourself of your alignment is your head center and then your emotional center and those not self things again are thinking about things that don't matter and then avoiding confrontation and truth in your uh, solar plexus center your type is this generator you're a generator you're meant to be here working and doing uh, the thing and and you're built for long term for stamina um, and then your your not self theme here is frustration and your signature is satisfaction. So when you're in alignment, when you're in flow, you have the feelings of satisfaction. Um, and your strategy as a generator is to respond, is to be responding to the outside world around you as it comes into view for you. Um, you are not meant to be here to be manifesting. You are not meant to be going out and making things happen. You're meant to be responding to the world as it comes to you. Um, you have that that root and that sacral defined so you have this kind of alertness to you and as things come into view for you you are meant to respond with uh-huh or uh-uh uh-huh uh-uh like i'm for it or not for it and when you start responding in that way and it, it really um i'm also a generator with a sacral um authority so you and i can talk about this probably forever but it doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense when we start, when we start playing with it, like in our brain, it doesn't make sense. I want to like think it through and make sure that like I've pondered it and I have the quote unquote right answer for my next step. But when I started leaning back and falling into my, my, uh-huh, uh-uh, it is so powerful. The things that have unfolded for me. When I start saying, uh-huh, I want to do that. And then going and doing it with my powerful energy that I have, um, it's very, very, um, it's very powerful. It's very um, life-giving for me and then those for those around me. So leaning into your, your authority as your sacral authority, this is what you're meant to be making decisions off of. And like I said, it doesn't make sense. It's like you one minute are like, uh-huh, I'm for it. And then the next year, like you can be moving through things very, um, very quickly, but you are meant to be having fun. You are really here to be um, obviously working, but your work isn't like monotonous, like like churning out work. It's meant to be like uh-huh, turned on, excited, fun work. Um, and the, and your sacral will lead you to that in everything that you do. And that could be day to day, like what you're doing today versus what you're doing tomorrow. Um, calendars for those with sacral uh, defined can be a little tricky because I honestly, um, some days I'm like, uh-uh, I don't want, I, I had a plan to do that thing, but I just, I'm not feeling it right now. And so I'll come back to it when I, I feel excited about it and doing, doing in the energy of excitement and of passion and of being like turned on by your sacral center and like having that motor turned on for you. Um, 
is really, really powerful and empowering. So that is essentially, it's you in a nutshell. Um, and then I'm gonna briefly go over these four arrows at the top. These have to do with just kind of how you digest life and how you're taking in, in, taking in and how you're um, absorbing and, and dealing with life around you. So your top left arrow is pointing to the left. This means that you actively digest life. Uh, you tend to crave structure and consistency and it's more of a, a routine, repetitive energy. And this is a subconscious. This is kind of happening in your subconscious mind. Um, this is more masculine. Uh, you tend to like facts, um, logical, factual information. Um, and this also means that as far as um, taking in food, um, taking in your nourishment, um, you should be eating on a structured schedule. You, you kind of crave that consistent meal schedule um, and you feel supported when you have a routine. Not necessarily that you have to have one, but that you feel supported in having a routine. Um, you tend to be a consistent person, which really goes along well with that defined heart center that you have. Um, you have patterns and structure to support you and having that support really helps you live your best life. The bottom left, um, this arrow is pointing to the right. You are here to be an observer of the environment. So you thrive on creativity and inspiration and um, seeing new places um, and maybe not having a set environment. Uh, you may want a set routine, but having a set environment, like having a little bit of flexibility and maybe where you do your work or where you eat your lunch um, allows you to access that create creativity and um, fluidity through your environment. Uh, and then the top right arrow um, is pointing to the right. So you have a receptive awareness. You are, tend to be a right-brained person. You see creativity in the facts. You see creativity in artwork. You see creativity everywhere that you go. Um, and you, you care about beauty and hidden meanings and the conversation. Um, and you, you explain things really beautifully. And then the bottom right, this is non-specific manifesting. So you don't need to know in full detail what you desire. You just need to kind of have this idea that you want the thing. <laughs> so this means that you don't need like the exact details of the experience. You need general rules. You need to know kind of how it feels to have the thing. Um, this tends to be a little bit more of a feminine um, energy of, of manifesting. It's not like I want to manifest an extra $1,000 by 1 p.m. on Tuesday. It's more like, I really love to feel really good to have some extra money this year. Or it's more about how it feels and about the, spe like the specific specificity of it. Um, and, and you tend to feel supported and spoiled and loved when the universe just shows up with something and it's like, oh, I didn't even know that I wanted that. It's better than what I even thought. Um, my <laughs> like, this is so great. Um, my... <coughs> I manifested my car actually not that long ago. It was my dream car. I had wanted it for a long time. And then like, it just came together so beautifully. I was like, oh, this is so great. I didn't even know that it was possible for it to be this great. And it's this more of a surrendered, um, supported energy than a very like, um, I know it's said a lot that, it, that we're co-creating and we are, but it's not so much like, this is what I want here's my specific list of desires. And then it shows up that way. It's more like, 
a, an idea of a desire that we we want and the universe is going to show up to support us in that it just looks a little different for those with this uh this arrow pointing the other way um so yeah this is you just kind of in a nutshell and this is kind of where i keep it for for first timers because there's a lot in there um for for us to digest um and then for you to start playing with as a generator to start playing with that uh-huh uh-uh um response center that you have um one of the most powerful things that my husband has started doing um is asking me yes or no questions him asking me to go to dinner like hey do you what do you want for dinner that's just the worst idea we will never figure it out i will never figure it out i will never know but if he's like hey, do you want to go get tacos or do you want to go to like a salad bar? I'm like, tacos. Like I feel it in, in initially. Or if he's like, hey, do you want this for dinner? I'm like, uh-huh or uh. <laughs> it's like so much easier for me to make choices. So it really is really helpful um, to tune into that sacral center. Uh, even in the mundane, like little things, that's where we practice. And then uh, when it comes to bigger decisions, it, it gets... Um can i ask you like i'm looking now at, at the chart oh you are okay good yeah H how do you see that something is open or unopened so um where did you get your chart at um yovian archive okay so um there's a lot of places to get a, a chart um i personally pulled yours up on um my body graph which is really has been okay. really for me um consistent and um really reliable so I don't know what you're don't know what you're seeing. Hopefully it's exactly the same. Um, if it is white, it is open. It's undefined. If it's colored in, it is defined. Um, that is a defined center. It's a part of your being. It's a part of who you are. It's a part of oh, your okay. personality. Um, if it's open, and, it's white. Okay. And and what are the different colors? Like so, the two are red. One is yellow. One is green. And three are brown here from what i'm seeing on this one um yeah you know what i actually haven't looked that much into that i know that there has to be a reason that they're different colors um i believe it has to do with the gates that they fall under um but i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like okay. i 100 no, no. <laughs> like i 100 know the breakdown of why um they're different they're different colors. okay and what are all those numbers inside each of this uh figure so these are gates and channels. And this is kind of what I told you. It was like getting into that is really, really in depth. Um, oh, okay. And it's, it's there to be, to be read and to be understood. Um, but, and I can give you just a really brief like overview. Um, like we see at the top, we have, you have 47, 61, and four. Those are gates that are, you have defined. So that's a piece of you that is there. Um, is defined as a part of your personality. But then if you look down from the green triangle to the brown square, you have 17 and 62. And that is a channel. That channel is defined. It's all the way down. It's connecting your throat and your agina center. And that is, there's a reason. There's a reason for that. Um, and that channel, again, is defined. It's a part of your personality. It's a part of who you are. Um, and then like there's other channels that connect. Uh, you have 44 to 26 is a channel that's connected um, down from your spleen up to your heart center. And then you also have 51 to 25 from your heart center to your G center, which I mentioned, they're connected there. There's a reason that they're connected. Um, and that is a defined part of your personality. 
Okay. So that's, right. that's what those are. Um, and playing with those is something that takes, it takes a little bit of time to go in and dig and look at each one. Um, specifically, I cannot tell you that I have them memorized yet. I, I probably will at some point, but I do not have all of the channels and gates memorized. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get it. Um, I don't even know where to start asking questions. Um, I like, okay. So this was like an overview of, of all of those, but do you have like a summary, you know, like, like a structured summary? <laughs> <laughs> so if I were to give you a structured summary, this is what it would be. You are a generator. You are here to respond with your sacral authority. If you are able to come back to that, the defined and undefined centers for now, when you're starting out, I don't want to say that they don't matter because they do, but they don't matter until you really have a grip on your authority as a sacral authority playing with the defined and undefined centers. It's good to know. It's good to know that you have an open emotional center. And so you feel emotions really powerfully, but they're not always going to be yours. They may be someone else's. They may not be yours to handle. I spent a long time of my life um, handling other people's emotions and the power that came from just knowing that and having that awareness really has been empowering for me as an empath, as someone who picks up on everyone else's emotions. Uh, I recently did a 200 hour yoga teacher training and I did not know this at the time. I had kind of known that I was empathic. And I picked up on other people's energy, but not that I was meant to be kind of testing them out and then releasing them back. And I was in this situation where there was a high emotions sometimes. And I'm like, mm. like I felt completely overwhelmed. And had I known what I know now, I would have had this ease to, to handling those emotions. And so being aware is really helpful. But the most important thing is knowing your type, knowing your strategy and knowing your authority, what you're, how you're supposed to be moving through life. Does that make sense? Yes, it, yes, yes. Yeah, it's I like, mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out like, uh, so one thing that I took away from, from, from this is um, to speak the desires out loud. So this is something I, um, I, I have to, because, you know, like um, everybody's talking about visualization and for some things, I just can't visualize them. No matter how much I try, how much I work on it, I just can't. Um, and I'm really going to try uh, this to, to, to speak out loud uh, the desires and, and uh, call them in through the voice. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I'm seeing that is, at, and actually you and I have a really uh, similar setup there from mind center, Ajna center to throat center. Um, my mind center is also opened. I, I am awful at visualizing. If I need to sit down and visualize something, it's, it just is going to take me a really long time. And it, it, it's not easy for me. I can get there, but to see it really clearly, I, I don't. And it's because I can't sit down and just create something in my head. I need the outside inspiration. Now I have a, um, for me, this is what I have started doing. I have a, um, a folder on my phone of pictures of what it is I want to create. So I can see it, but I can't sit down and in my own head, create it and visualize it myself. Um, but yeah, speaking yeah, it yeah, with, exactly. Like yeah. if I, if I see something, then yes, I have, I, I can, I can visualize it as well, but things that aren't there yet in the picture, I can't come up with the visualization 
upfront. Yeah, and that, that it has to do with your open head center. Your head center is there to take in inspiration from outside of you. You're not meant to just sit down and create something in your head, but you are meant to speak it. So, so when you say, when you say a generator, like, can we go back, like, just quickly, oh, yeah. like in one or two sentences. So you say the generator, the generator, what would be the, the, the simplest meaning of being the generator? Um, yeah. So the generator, the generator, the generator, um, you have this, this center that is defined that is that sacral center. That's what essentially is making you a generator. Um, and you have this defined and it's stamina. It's the ability to create, like we as generators are here to, um, have families to um, create li to create life. Literally the sacral center is the life force center. Um, but also to be working. We are the workhorses of, pe of people. Um, generators are about, um, pure generators um, are about 37%. And then there's manifesting generators. Um, they're about 33%. You are a pure generator, which is about 37% of the population. Um, and generators are really, the energy center for getting stuff done. Um, generators have this deep ability to consistently be doing. Um, they tend to, we tend to be the workhorses, the laborers, the people who are um, doing the work day in and day out. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed this and you probably will once you like, take this outside uh, into your life. Um, you tend to work until you completely drop. Like you can probably work and you can outwork and out hustle anybody and everybody. Um, I definitely um, have felt this specifically in my life. My husband is a projector. He doesn't have an energy center um, like I do. And so we have a difference there. And I can, I mean, I can get up first thing in the morning, clean the house, do the things, take out the trash and like be working all day long and just not burn out and just be like, have the energy to keep doing where he's like, I'm done. <laughs> Just, I have no more left to give. Um, and that's what makes us generators is that stamina to keep working and keep going. And keep. Now that doesn't mean that we're, we have to do everything because yeah. we're meant to be also having fun. So I know for me as a generator in business, I'm like, I can hustle. So I might as well hustle. Like I'm going to work my 18 hour days and like do the grind. And that wasn't fun though. So I ended up burning out because I like just overworked and did too much. And even though I have that center like on, I wasn't listening to my uh-huh and uh-uh. I was mostly doing things that were uh-uh. <laughs> and eventually my sick girl's owner was like, stop, just stop. You're not well, listening to me. <laughs> I, I, I tend to be a, when it comes to work, I'm a super lazy person. And I think that like, that's one of my best qualities because when you're super, super lazy, you're good at delegating, you're good at automatizing, you're good at creating processes and systems, uh -huh. <laughs> making them <laughs> simple. <laughs> you're good at being a CEO because you know um, you, can, um, you can have others do things for you while you're lazy. Uh, but I, I wouldn't, I, well, it, when it comes to work, I'm, I'm definitely not the uh, hustle, hustle type of person. <clears throat> Um, so you're tapping into then, which probably like innately, you're tapping into the things that you like to do and doing those things and not doing the things that you don't like. To do. Yes. Yes. When it comes to things that I love doing, like for example, 
um, um, uh, doing this fail coach thing, which, you know, I, I don't consider that as, you know, something I do. Like, this is like my hobby. Um, I love it. I love doing these interviews. I love um, helping my clients. I love brainstorming, talking to entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, I go to vacation and, and you know, after one day of partying, I open a meetup app and find a few meetups just to hang out among other entrepreneurs. So that's, that's fun. That's not something I would ever consider as work. Yeah. Because your, your sacral is like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I like it. Let's do it. I want to do more of that. And so when you are tuned into that, you're not going to burn out the way that I did. Um, and it sounds like, you know, what you don't like doing. Oh yeah, I know. I know. And so you've listened to, then you've tuned into that. Uh-uh. I don't like doing that. I'm going to hire someone to do that for me because I don't want to do it. <laughs> yes. And when you say to respond, what, 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 how would you describe that? Yeah. So the way that I describe it is it's, it's kind of this lean back trusting energy. I know that things are going to come into view. So let's say I, um, this is how I practice in my life. Say I want to start a podcast. I have this idea. It'd be a great idea. I'd bring people in. I like having conversations. I want to start a podcast but I haven't been given anything to respond to. My people haven't told me that they really want a podcast. No one has really brought that to me. So what I do is, is I, I write it down on a piece of paper or I say it out loud. I think, hey, like I wanna, I think it'd be cool to start a podcast. So I write it down and then I wait for something to respond. Me having an idea about possibly doing something is not something to respond to. That's just an idea that's floating around in the universe. Okay. And so I bring it into to view for myself. I said, oh, I think it'd be great to have a podcast. Then, uh, somebody in my Facebook group or my coach or, you know, someone I run into, they're like, you know, you've got really, you have really interesting conversations. Have you ever thought of starting a podcast or, Hey, when are you starting a podcast? Oh, there it is. I wanted to do that. There's what I respond to. My sacral says, uh-huh. And then I go, I don't just create things and manifest things into, um, we as generators were probably raised to think that we were manifestors that we were supposed to go out and make stuff happen and do the thing. And while we can do that, I mean, it's possible for anyone to do anything. It's going to be really uncomfortable. There's probably going to be a lot of frustration and a lot of like, like gritting to make it happen. But when we lean no. back and we respond to things, it flows. The flow yeah, is I, there. In, yeah. in, in all honesty. Yeah. I mean, when I look back, every company that I've started so far, um, or at least most of them were a response to me. So I always had a huge network, a huge audience of people, a huge network of people around me. And I would mm -hmm. listen to them and, uh, and just respond with, with my ideas, with my products or my services were always a response when I felt that there is some need, uh, some desire, uh, some struggle that, that, that can be helped. And that's how I've created literally everything. Yeah. It means that you're in alignment. You know what you like, you innately have this sense and, and of, of your strategy of your authority. Um, it sounds like you're already listening to that, which is so powerful and it's more powerful to know now. Um, when you go out and you kind of see things for what they are clearly, uh, it can help you just avoid things in the future. But then like for me, I know that starting my business in this has changed everything. I was a, I 
did certify, I was a certified health coach. I was specifically in gut health coaching. And it was because it was something that I thought that I thought people needed. <laughs> I thought, I had thought that I, people hadn't had this need and they do if like health is such a huge thing, but I was out forcing something to happen that I had never been asked about. No one had ever come to me and said, Hey, have you ever thought of blah, blah, blah? Or like, have you like, is this interesting to you? Or like, and it, I had nothing to respond to. And I forced and I hustled and I grinded and it didn't work. And then I, you know, had people starting to come to me about relationships and um, about just living a healthier, more like mindful lifestyle. And then specifically, like if I use this human design thing as a um, example, I put it out there and I was like, you know, like that's something that I find really powerful working with my clients. And then I had a client ask me to, to talk about it. And so I talked about it and then my entire Facebook page like blew up with people interested in these readings. And it was like, oh, okay, I can respond to that. And growing my business in this way has been so effortless, so much more flow and alignment and way more fun. Well, to be honest, this is how I advise all my clients to start their business. So instead of being the inventor, being the creator, which, you know, often when we look at history, uh, companies or people who invented something, uh, usually, I think in like 99% of the time, they never become market leaders. Uh, they, they have to put so much effort and time and, and resources into educating people and so on and just getting things out there. But then usually companies that get third, fourth, fifth, tenth into the market, they then become the market leaders. Uh, when, when the demand is already there, when you have to respond and then basically you just upgrade what the invader, inventor created um, and um, it's so much easier if you, if you respond instead of innovate. Um, yeah, and it so sounds though like you are a generator, leading generators, though the, the only downside to that is, is there are other types. And um, like I kind of mentioned, my husband is a project. His, oh, no. his okay. so there's these other types um, and for us as generators, yes, that's powerful. That's exactly how we should be getting into business. Um, but for my husband, his strategy is actually to wait for the invitation. He is not meant to be going out and making anything happen. He's not even supposed to be, he's only supposed to be responding to formal invitations. People what are meant do you to mean? Um, so people are meant to see him for who he is. He's supposed to be doing things that he really loves and that lights him up. Um, he's a, he's a very powerful copywriter. He's an incredible writer. Um, and so people, uh, I'll put it this way, like his, his boss saw him for who he is. He's an incredible writer. Um, and he recently got asked formally invited to go on a trip to learn how to write a, a New York times bestselling book with a, you know, this huge company that teaches people how to write books. And had he gone out and tried to make it happen, it probably wouldn't have flown, but it wouldn't have flowed as easily. But he waited for the invitation and that invitation gave him access to a really amazing opportunity. And so he said yes or no to that based on his, and he's an emotional authority. So he, based on his emotions about it, but there's other designs out there. And so knowing our design type, like if you're listening to this and, and this sounds really good to you, know your design type as a generator, the way that you know we got into business is gonna be the way to do it. For a projector, it's not gonna look the same. It's gonna feel really, really hard to do it that way. 
And so it's interesting, especially as a, as a business owner to know your type. Like I said, 70% of the population is a generator. So for the most part, you're probably going to be running into generators um, who are out there hustling, doing the thing. Um, but there are, there are projectors in business and there are, you know, other, uh, the other types, manifestors and reflectors in business. And that looks really different for each of the types. Okay. Okay. I understand. Um, do you feel that there's, I mean, you've done this a lot and, and for others, uh, this readings. And so am I missing a question that I should be asking or, uh, is there anything else? Uh, because I'm still just, you know, like trying to, kind of puzzle everything that you've said. I'll probably have to re-listen to this episode like another few times to, to get the whole sense of everything you, you told. Uh, but do you feel that there's something that I haven't asked yet that I should be asking or that we need to cover uh, or should this be it for right now and go um, to the I next step? Right. Can they go to the next step? This, yeah. So I think you really, you've hit all of the, the topic, the, the typical questions, all of the questions that typically come up when, when I do a reading, like, wait, how do I use this? What does this mean? Um, so you've hit all of those. Um, and, and what I would say for anyone listening is, is it is just really important to know your type, to know what kind of vehicle you're driving. Am I a generator? There's the, there's the four types, the, the manifester, the generator, the projector, and the reflector. And knowing your type, being able to like tap into that and then knowing your authority and how you're meant to be moving through life is going to be really powerful in your business. It's going to be really powerful in your relationships. And one size doesn't fit all. So, you know, we're generators here, but you may not be. And so you've, you've really asked the questions for a generator. It's like, okay, what do I do with this information now? Um, but knowing your type is knowing what vehicle you're driving is really the first step and um, going out there. I mean, there's tons and tons of research if you want to dig through it. Um, and the reason that I do these readings is because people don't always want to do, do all of that digging. Uh, and it can be really overwhelming to look at it all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think you you know you hit some those top those top questions for sure. I do have two hopefully quick questions. So it says here on this chart that I'm seeing, it says not self team frustration. What what would that mean? So if you are out of alignment, so yeah, let's say you are a generator and you are acting like a manifester. You are out there trying to make stuff happen, doing things, and you're like. Rrr and you're hitting that wall. And this is the wall of frustration. This is what I personally lived in my life, um, was trying to make things happen before there was anything to respond to. I was frustrated. I was really, really frustrated. It oftentimes for generators can lead to burnout, which is really a very confusing feeling for someone who has the energy, but feels burnt out. Um, I called it wired and tired. Like we've got it, we've got the energy to do it, but we're like exhausted. Um, and so it's this frustration is when you're not self theme is when you're not in alignment with who you're supposed to be being as a generator. Okay. And then the second question, it says here, incarnation cross, right angle cross of Maya. What, what does that mean? Um, so I can pull, I can pull this up for you. Your incarnation cross, you actually also are going to see there the, um, the two, uh, is it two, four is your profile? Yeah. You're, you're a hermit optimist. Uh, essentially your profile, um, is, is, 
how, again, uh, it's another piece, another tool for how you're meant to be um, moving through your life. And your incarnation cross is really um, why you're here on the earth to begin with, like what your purpose, your overarching purpose for your life is. Um, so I can read your incarnation cross to you. Well, yeah, uh, let's, let, let's see if I'm already um, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what my purpose is. Doing the thing. All right. Um, I will read it to you from this book. And then there's another place that I like to look it up at because um, it's worded oh, just a little differently. All right. Your right angle cross of the Maya. Um, powerful forces of education who understand that logic can transform and heal. Creating and using language to name, give form to, or describe inner truths hidden in the details. How does that sound? Um, I'm more confused than I was when you started reading. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the right angle cross of the Maya. You have, uh, I'll read it from this other place. I like the way that they word things here. Um, you have the great ability to discover and remember small details. These details will be important in your life and you will be driven to share them with others. Remember, they may not always want to hear all of that agonizing detail. Your gift can be very useful and a great contribution to profession or organization that requires someone who pays great attention. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and so and so I like these two together. So I'm gonna read this one to you again, and, and this is from The Science of Differentiation from um, Linda Bunnell and Ra Uruhu, who actually created human design. So I like pulling straight from their stuff, obviously. Um, Right angle cross of the Maya, powerful forces of ed education. So you are a powerful force of education who understands that, that logic can transform and heal. So those little tiny details can transform and heal. Um, you are creating and using language to name or give form to inner truths um, that are hidden in the details. So you as a fail coach, I would see that as what it is you're, uh, you're meant to be doing in the world. You're taking this inner truth of um, how failure affects us and, and really creating something out of it and explaining it and defining it in a way that people grasp and understand that's able to transform and heal them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so you're here, you're, you're where you're meant to be and that can change obviously, but this is kind of a, it's a piece of you that's gonna, it's a string um, in your reality that's gonna continue to probably just keep coming up in different ways and um, it's a part of, it's why you're meant to be here. Okay, and you said something about this profile, two out of four. Yeah, so um, this is your this is your profile. This is your um, how kind of how you're meant to be moving through the world. Um, I can read it to you. It's a little bit long. Is that okay? Okay. Well, yeah, I'll sure. Pick. Why not? Let's go for it. Um, two four. You are the hermit optimist. Um, the two is your um, personality. This is your conscious projection of who you are. And then the four is your unconscious externalization. So this is helping. So it's the second line and the fourth line. Um, and here we go. There is a, um, there's an innate tension between this hermit personality that wants to be left alone and do its own thing and the opportunist design that wants to connect with others to externalize something. The conscious second line is inherently shy and unaware of its gifts and has to be called out by others in order to share them. The unconscious yet naturally friendly fourth line provides opportunities for these gifts to be called out by attracting people in. The hermit, as much as it would like to be invisible to the others, it actually is very transparent. Others look in and see what the hermit cannot, its natural talents and genius. The hermit can only see itself through, um, 
though, through the projections and feedback of others. Not easily motivated to study like the first line, hermit opportunists are happiest when completely absorbed in their secure environment doing what they enjoy. And while they are happily dancing to their own beat, they attract the attention of others who call them out to share their essential. So essentially, um, the hermit is... Um, you like to be you you have the things that you like doing your you have your natural talents you you're you have a natural talent and genius to you and it can sometimes feel more comfortable to like have that be your thing that you do um on your own in your own space and though you have this like really dichotomous beautiful like balance of the opportunist who is out to make connections really friendly like you said you have a really big network and that's because of your opportunist self like you have this network um, of people that, that you know and love you and trust you. And because you have that, those people are able to see really, probably really clearly um, your gifts, your natural talents. Um, and for the hermit, um, they're meant to, to have their thing until they're called out into it. Um, so you may have a natural gift and a natural talent and you're meant to have that. And um, you're kind of meant to have that to yourself until someone calls you out and sees you for what you are. And then they call you out into it and they say, oh my gosh, you're so powerful at um, speaking or at whatever. Um, and then you're able to step really fully and powerfully into that. Uh, the hermit being um, pretty private uh, needs external validation. You need to feel safe and, and validated in what it is that you're doing in those talents. Um, to, to stay the course and to stay kind of out in the open. Otherwise, if you feel like people are judging you or they don't understand what it is you're doing, you'll like scurry back, <laughs> scurry back into your, your safe space away from the other or other people who are um, seen for you as your talents. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, it all sounds pretty nice. I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't heard anything that would be, oh, uh, be aware, alarm, alarm, alarm. So, so far I've heard all the nice things. Like, uh, what would be the next step? Yeah, for so, me? so yeah, like I mentioned at the beginning, there is no good or bad in human design. There just is what you are. Um, and I think that that's such a beautiful thing to have is to just know who you are and to see it clearly. There's no like, oh, I'm like, have this thing. I need to really be aware. Um, just be aware of all, you know, of, of who you are and that um, gives you access to really seeing yourself clearly and there's no good or bad, there just is. Um, and then for you, it really is to just continue practice, to, to practice that sacral. This is what I would, this is what I would give my clients. You and I, I'm working with you, you and I are working uh, together and I just gave you your reading. The first thing that I would have you do is for the next week, just practice your sacral response. Find things that you really love doing and that are fun for you and start doing more of those things. Um, generator, um, a really good generator motto is the more fun you're having, the more money you're making. <laughs> if you are having fun and doing your thing, you're going to be making money in business. More fun you're having, the more money you're making. So if that looks like you taking time away from things, uh, you said you delegate really well, so there might not be things. Uh, for me, that looks like taking time away from emails um, and social media and playing, going out into nature and hiking and like doing things that just really light me up. Um, so I would play with that and then start playing with um, sit down and um, read some, I know there's lots of yes or no question lists online and really just play with feeling your sacral response, 
feeling that guttural like uh-huh and uh-uh and and really leaning into that and then just tapping into um your different centers like when you feel fear what does that feel like or um when you feel like your ego like can you feel your ego flaring up you know what it feels like um when you speak how does it feel like all of those things that you have inside of you to just start playing with and just being more aware of and noticing um there's not really anything to do with them for now it's just a noticing and awareness of them okay perfect amber where can people find you when where can they reach out to you um and maybe have their readings with you yeah so um if you're on facebook i am amber leanne drake it's l-e-a-n-n drake d-r-a-k-e um i am the only amber leanne drake on facebook on facebook um so if you want to find me there you definitely can um and then my website is www.amberleandrake.com and if you go to amberleandrake.com backslash work with me and it's all just run together work with me um you can you can book your human design reading there i do singles human design readings like this and then i also do couples human design readings where i read both of them and i kind of um show the the similarities and the differences in that and then i also kind of just um it's a really power use it as a powerful way to to draw couples together and, and understand one another in a deeper way. And then also, um, like we were talking about in the realm of business. So if you let me know um, what it is that you're up to in the world, um, I can read your chart with that in mind. Perfect. Well, I will make sure that we will include all those links in the show notes as well. So everybody can just scroll down, take a look at show notes and just clickety-click off to your uh, Facebook profile or your website. Um, Amber, um, this was interesting. Um, right. Isn't it? Yeah, I, lo I yeah. love it. It's just, it's something fun to play with. It's just another tool for us to have. It's not something that I, um, I personally like put all of my entire stock of my entire life in this thing, but I do use it as this like kind of tool to come back to and utilize in my life. And so I, I think it's really fun to look at. No, yeah, this was absolutely, absolutely very interesting, very fun. Um, and I, I really, I thank you for that. I appreciate you for taking the time. Uh, this will be the longest episode that we ever did in the podcast. Um, it's the first one when somebody came on the show twice. So I feel so honored. <laughs> I am seriously, like you said that I was like, what? Hello. Hi guys. What's up? Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of first for this episode. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate you for everything that you do. Uh, keep having fun um, and keep generating. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Yeah, and, and we'll definitely stay in touch and we'll see maybe how we can take this whole thing to, to, to the next level. So um, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And um, have fun. Take care. Uh, yes, you too. Thank you so much for having me.